Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello, hello, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to Back to Basics. With me today is Sharon Coleman. She's a transformational coach, speaker, and a dream-building expert. After living through a near-death experience, Sharon made the conscious decision of rebuilding her life from the ground up, which eventually led her to founding Her Divine Life, a company that aims at helping others connect with the infinite side of themselves so that they can live a life they love. And that's why you're a perfect guest for this podcast, Sharon. Hello and welcome. Well, I am so grateful to be here with you today. I'm excited for to talk to everyone. I'm equally excited. And and every time, you know, I've had plenty of guests with very challenging stories, others that, you know, have had uh, an easier path. But, uh, you know, for the research I did about you, it's so inspirational. And so I'm even excited to hear it firsthand. And uh, I understand you're right now you're living in Cali- Southern California. I am. I'm in Long Beach, California. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So why don't we start by the origin story? Tell me about your, you know, your early years, uh, how they were. And obviously, every time I interview someone that besides the transformational coach part has dream building expert as part of what they do, I'm so intrigued. And I want to know what the journey was like to get there. Oh, that's wonderful. I uh, So I started, I actually had a pretty traumatic childhood and for, you know, just some very loving but very unbalanced people Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I grew up with. And however, I also went through an odd thing where I got a disease that disintegrated the bones in my hips when I was seven years old. Oh my I spent several years in a wheelchair. At this point, I've had 14 surgeries on my legs, but I am rearing to go. I was told I would not walk again. So I faced challenges at a very early age. And I remember the doctor telling my mom and dad and I that I wasn't going to walk again. And I literally, as a child, stood up and said, oh, I will. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) And so I had an unstoppable spirit from the very beginning. That's great. And yeah, I just, I think I am probably one of the most resilient people I know because I've faced so many challenges and continued to find the seed of good in them and move forward. But by the time I was 26, I had developed into an alcoholic without really knowing it. I had found alcohol and I felt like it answered every problem and pushed down every bad memory. And so I actually got sober at 26 years old. So I have been sober now for 36 years. So you can do the math, um, which led to the most amazing beginning of my spiritual discovery. And I have had a path and a life better than my wildest imagination. So I've been on this path a long time and I am deeply grateful Now, I have gone through so many things, (laughs) like I was in poverty at the age of 26. I had a very bad lack consciousness where I did not believe about 
abundance in the in the world. I did not believe about, I just was in debt up to my ears. I drove a car that was totally rusted out and it was so bad that my seven-year-old son stood outside of the car and said, mom, please don't make me get in the car. It's the ugliest car in the whole town. Oh my God. <laughs> so, but it, it kept going and it got better and better and better as I applied these principles to my life. Things got better. Wow, that's that's amazing. And and you know, I love that the fact that you that you share these because it, we know so many people that unfortunately they have dealt cards that are different, you know, and, and I'm sorry you had to go through that because I have an almost seven year old and I cannot imagine if she was told what you were told at that age, you know, that this incredible challenge you know, is there for them to face it. And then they, they can really, you know, define who you are. And, and and just so many people say, I've just been unlucky. And this is just, they accept it as, as you know, uh, what it is rather than work your way out of it. And so the fact that you work your way out of it, of so many different situations that really for any one person would be any one of the things you mentioned, alcoholism or, you know, the, the disease or, you know, poverty, any of them will have said, no, no, it's impossible to to make a life, a good life out of this. So to me, it's very inspiring that you're sharing that's the case. One thing besides being very resilient, obviously, is there anything as a child that you dreamed of doing, like that you were say, when I am older, this is what I want to do, or, or it was kind of blurry? No, I did. I actually spent a lot of time in a wheelchair. So what I did is <laughs> I loved designing. I wanted to be a fashion designer. Okay. When I grew up, so I would sit with magazines like Vogue magazines and things, and I would draw dresses and all these things and imagine the fabrics and all the wonderful clothes. And so when I was young, I wanted to be a, yeah, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Now, apparently when I was two years old, I wanted to be a butterfly because <laughs> my sister asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I told her a butterfly. Mm. And she said, Sharon, it's not possible to be a butterfly. You're going to need to fly on the back of one. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That is incredible. And so, and so if we fast forward through all the hardship, also that moment that you just share about, you know, obviously 26 seems to be that moment where everything, you know, kind of exploded. Was there anything or, or uh, what I'm trying to get at is what do you think gave you that strength to start designing the life you wanted? It was there, you said, you talk about a spiritual awakening, but is there any, any one thing that happened that got you through that or, or it was a compound of things? There was, and unfortunately, I like, I feel so deeply for people that go through this, but I actually wanted to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't spoken to anyone about it. I had been planning it for several weeks. And one morning I got up and I, I literally just fell to my knees and I said, God, if there's a God out there, because I didn't believe anymore at that point, if there's a God out there, then please help me now. And I was completely surrounded in a feeling of pure love and pure peace it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I've had it many times since, but that was my first awakening. And I knew that whatever that is, I call it the divine at this time in my life, whatever that wonderful, amazing, our creator is, came to take care of me in that moment. And my life changed forever. 
So within two days, I met my first mentor, who is my mentor for 26 years. Oh, my God. You say that, and I, I get I get goosebumps because, you know, I'm a spiritual person, and I always say, regardless of religion, or it's more about spirituality, and I always say that I think anybody can get out of any situation, but sometimes I feel... I have a couple of friends that they just don't believe on anything bigger or anything. They just, and, uh, you know, who do you turn to? Because in your most desperate moment, you turn to, as you call the divine or something, you just put a question out there and the universe was ready to answer. And I think many times that just because we don't ask for help to the universe and we don't just surrender to what is and say, I need help. And, uh, you know, it's, not the first time that I've heard in this podcast someone with such a powerful, like when they thinking of doing, you know, the unimaginable and that they felt someone stopping or some force stopping and then everything changed. It was amazing. And so I have now had that incredible force, which has grown in many, 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 many larger and larger, more expansive ways over all these years. And but it is my main source of power, of abundance. I mean, I went from living in poverty to being one of the top two percent women earners in the United States without education. So my life, when I tell you it blew up and expanded, it, it was incredible. So I do believe that our creator, whatever you believe created you, it, I, I respect all religions, deeply, in fact, respect all religions and traditions and thought processes, even those of us that are friends that are atheists. I respect all of that. I do know that I did not create me. And so that that I give that to, whether it be nature or God, or or whatever, Buddha, Muhammad, I don't care. <laughs> like, whatever that is, that is what I, I gain resource from. That's beautiful. And so, so, you know, and you're very aware, which is great that it happened. You asked for help, boom, two days later, a mentor that's still in your life came to the picture. And I'm big on mentorship, and, I, and I've spoken about this in, in the in the show and in not only about mentoring up, but mentoring down and mentoring at the same level. Like we all need a mentor and no matter if people have this misconception that unless you made it in your career, you can mentor people. And it's not at all like that. You can, you know, I have mentees that I consider mentors at some points because they give me a different perspective. And so tell me about that experience and that person that really was able to, to help make a difference. Yeah, she was incredible. She was had not only deep faith, but she spoke to me and taught me about neurological principles and how your subconscious mind worked. And I call them taught habit patterns, which I've at this point become an expert in, which is things that are patterned within us before the age of 10 years old that we're not even aware of that people repeat over and over again. Sadly, some of them are very self-defeating until they figure it out. So the interesting thing about mentorship, I have not ever not had a mentor. I continue to mentor people always. And I love what you said, because everybody has something to give to another person. So it's just in the beauty of giving it away to the other person that they grow deeper and have a deeper understanding. So it's very magical kind of process there, actually, when you learn something and give it away at any level. Right. And but it's funny, you look at professional athletes, professional business people, everybody in the world that is that is really on a path of success has a mentor. 
I mean, it's just, that's what happens. You go to people that are wiser, that have had more experience, and hopefully they don't tell you what to think. They help you understand that you have all the answers inside of your own wisdom, and they help bring that out of you so that you're good, you know, going forward. But yeah, I, I love, she was amazing. I feel like she saved my life. Uh, my children are 35 and 37. They're unbelievable people. They're kind and loving and altruistic. They're great. They're very successful in business. But I believe she helped as their as their grandmother uh-huh. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. I believe she helped. Um, the great. fact that they're so healthy, uh, my children, It's a, they're amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally believe in mentorship. That's great. And so, and so just to share, because then you started really basically rewriting your life story and just changing and you started taking steps. And so I know that there's people that say, well, yeah, that that she comes from this very bad situation. And then you you share how you want to be in the two on the top two percent. And it's almost like that gap is where I feel people kind of get lost. Like they say, I cannot do it. Something ha- magical happened to her and now she did it. What would you say, like, if you had to put your finger into, oh, this happened, or I did this, or if it was through your mentor, what was it that you think started building your path into into what you later became? Thank you so much for asking that question, because, you know, I don't want people to believe that it was some magical thing that happened in between. When I tell you that how hard that I worked to rewrite the programming in my mind, using my life as the content, right, uh, of rewriting my story to your point, oh my goodness, no, I'm a human being. There were downs, there were outs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was uh, tragedy and triumph, right? There's no... There's no possible way you don't just jump somewhere. But I think what happens is once you've gone through this tremendous journey, you learn processes that get people there quicker than what you did. And you can see, but oh my goodness, no, I was a mess. I started, I made so many mistakes along the way. I tell people the reason I got promoted so much is I made more mistakes than most people will ever be willing to make. (laughs) Literally, I fell down and got up. I think my early history of being in the wheelchair and then learning how to walk again, maybe that helped me because I fell down a lot. So no, 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 this is not some uh, magic story. This is years of dedication and and you know what more than anything a decision because i decided that my children's lives were going to be far better than mine was and that they were going to be emotionally spiritually physically they were going to have a great life and know how amazing they were from the inside out. So yeah, no, nothing easy about it. <laughs> That's great. No, and I say, because this is what people, you know, take a, what does it say? Take seven years to make an overnight millionaire, right? When you be, yeah, when exactly. people make it, oh my God. they all so focus, true. focus on, oh, they made it, but they forget about the years and years and years that person really worked hard to, to get you there. But for whatever reason, we are trained, and as you as you very rightly say, our mind is wired in a way where you know the most movies finish at the marriage, at the wedding, and now that I know a thing or two, say, oh boy, and now the fun begins. <laughs> now the fun begins. It's you know? so true. But we use the content of our life as it's kind of like the curriculum of this life study that we do. So we learn how to interact with the curriculum of our life. 
so that we grow and we learn new ways of being. And it is, and I mean, there is nothing overnight, although I will say that people can change their state of either being like depressed or living and some joy that can happen pretty quickly once they understand how the world really works and the things that they were taught that just aren't true. So it's about connecting to that beautiful authentic self within them. And there are answers. We are all very wise. <laughs> I I love that. I love that. And I know that now through your company and the coaching you do and, and you know, you're a speaker, you really are helping people uh, find out what's the best way to put their entire potential into use. And I know you're big on, you know, there's practical things that you can do that can get you there. And, and, and of course, you know, I'm going to have your webpage on the show notes. And I know you also do something like called like the clarity call, which I, I love because I think most people, what they are lacking is clarity. It's they have all the ingredients, but they are lacking like, what should I do now? Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because truly the only way to bring your dream into manifestation is to have a very clear blueprint of actual practices and steps that you take each day because everything, every dream is available out there, but you have to match the frequency, which means you can't be the same person you are right now in order to have that dream come into the third dimension. So it's a very practical step-by-step -step process you know, with accountability, with um, envisioning. And so, yeah, what we do on that clarity call is I actually help people go through the four quadrants of their life. So they go through time and money freedom, they go through relationships, they go through health, and they go through their vocation, their job. And so we figure out a clear cut plan, but more than anything, we help them understand how to change their mind to actually bring it into life. And I've worked with hundreds of women over the years and men, and I'm telling you, it happens. It happens every time that someone sticks with the process. And some of it, in a way, nothing happens overnight, but there are things truly. Your life starts changing so fast, you get even less interested in what's going to happen because you're happy and content each day and grateful each day. But yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I love dream building. I call it dream building. I love it. I love I that love expression. I love dream building with clients because I love watching people's dreams come true. I like, I say I have the best job in the world. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine. I, I sometimes say too, like, I like to see where the impossible becomes possible. Like when, yes. you, you know, you're going to oh, do something beautiful. that people say, there's no way on earth that this is going to happen or that is. And then, <laughs> and then it's almost like you just go and say, well, you know, I know it's very unlikely, but I'm going to at least try. And then of course, uh, many times doesn't happen, but then there are those times where, where the impossible becomes possible. And, you know, it happens. It, I watch it and I have so much faith. I've watched it in my life happen over and over. And not only am I one of them, but I have so many clients that have done what they wanted to do. They've built that dream life or they've met their soulmate. They've met someone they can fall in love with and have a great relationship with. Right. They find their vibrant health or I love watching it happen. People that have started their own businesses and, you know, have just had great success now. I just don't, and I was an executive. I don't know if I said that I was an executive. I managed teams of thousands across the United States for years. Wow. And so, yeah, I have a strong business background. I've owned four of my own, but I've helped so many people in business specifically. So yeah, it's so much fun. 
I love it. I, I love dream it. building. I love what you said. I love bringing what appears to be the impossible into the possible. Exactly, exactly. So I'm curious because of all these people you work with, what would you say in your experience that stops people the most from really doing what they want to do or from connecting to the true essence in, in your experience? That is so, so easy. They were taught, they were taught things about themselves at a very early age. And they actually believe that they're not enough. They believe these impressions that they received when they were children. You know, you got to understand they're they're in a beta sense until they're seven years old. They're they're intaking everything. There's no they have no filter, and all of that goes into their subconscious mind and becomes programming. That's why I call it taught habit patterns. So they're in habits of believing these self limiting thoughts about themselves. Some of them don't even aren't even aware of them. They just know that they're not able to reach the level of success in life that they'd want in some area of their life. So I don't, I, I cannot underscore enough how important your subconscious mind process is in having your dreams come true. First, you've got to understand what is my block? What's happening there? And then once you do, you can turn it around. And after doing it for a while repetitively, you actually become someone new. But to see through the falsity, I mean, I had them. I thought I wasn't smart enough. I really thought I was dumb. I ended up at 26 finding out I had a genius IQ. But when I was a kid, I felt really dumb, really dumb, scared to death of tests. And so there's so many things like that, right, that we believe and there's no facts. So when we analyze each person, and we find what those are. We literally root them out and then we rewire them. They are literally rewired in their brain. It's amazing. So it's not anybody's fault. Hey. It's not their fault. What's going on in their life? Most people are just truly unaware of what's going on. So my heart, that my, that's why this work is my heart's passion. And, and you can tell it's, it's very contagious. And, and, and I totally agree with you because, uh, you know, I... Took it on myself. I always say I come from a very loving family. I love what you say about yours. You say they I was loved, but they were unbalanced. And so you have to recognize. And now I know that I'm a parent and I have small children where you, anything you say that's coming from your own fears, from your own experience, and you say, I don't want them to leave the same thing. Yeah, but the moment you mention it, you are already put it in the radar. If you, you know, like I was chubby as a little kid. So I, I'm like, if I see my son eating a little bit too much, I like don't eat. But then then I catch myself because I'm like something that's not a problem for him right now. Just answering that fear is going to become a problem or it's going to be on his radar. So I'm transferring a limiting belief altogether the moment I decide to speak. And so I think that you have to be in a good place as a parent too and balance so that you catch yourself doing these things that have ultimate repercussion on who your kids are going to become. That's funny. I coach a lot of parents on how to parent their children because they've asked me to. So it just started developing because my children, I, I had an amazing experience, but I did not parent my children like I was parented. And so I just had a gal I talked to yesterday. She was shocked. She stopped doing, her and her husband agreed to stop doing behavior because their children were acting out severely. And she called me yesterday. She's like, Sharon, I can't, I'm in shock. 
Within four days, no one's acting out. No one's crying. Everything is going beautifully in our house now. She goes, I don't even know what to say. I, I never knew we could live like this. So it really is the same thing. But you can see it. The, the advantage of being a parent with small children is you have the opportunity to take those steps now to help them be these wonderful, healthy adults that have great processes internally. So, yeah, I love what you said, but it is true. Parents, and they lo they're loving. Parents are loving. They don't mean to do it, but they are placing those impressions on their children. And you're right. They will develop a problem where there is none. They're taking their cues from mom and dad more than mom and dad want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's such a responsibility when you, when you understand that uh, you are maybe handicapping your own kid by the way you are transferring knowledge to them. And that's something that then they're going to have to do tons of work to get rid of it as an adult. Yeah, you're like, don't let them go through that, right, as an adult. Uh, it's interesting because one of the biggest principles with your children is to not teach them what to think. You teach them how to think. So I say to parents, look at the behaviors that your children are in right now and add 20 years because they will be doing the same behavior in 20 years unless you choose a different course of action now. So, of course, you want your children to be sleep friendly, to be able to soothe themselves in a challenge, take care of themselves, right, and triumph in a challenge. You want them to be food friendly. You want them to be people friendly and relationship friendly, right? So there's so many things, learning friendly, like, so we work on those from another vantage point. But yeah, what you're saying is beautiful. It's, a, and I, I, the thing is, I love children. Like, I love children. Oh, I'm going to be a grandma in March for the first time. Oh, I'm so congratulations. excited. I did not wow. even tell you. That's I'm going to have a grandson. So uh, and you heard it first and back to basics. <laughs> no, I'm <Right>? kidding. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Congratulations. What Thank a, you. Uh, uh, that's an exciting time. Yeah, no, children, and they are definitely a good mirror of our own uh, behaviors and, and, and things we need to fix. I had someone, uh, also a psychiatrist on the show. She shared with me like anxious parents raise anxious kids. And, you know, it's so true. And there's so much anxiety in everything we do that once you become aware of that, then already you have half the battle won because then you say, okay, then I'm going to catch myself when I'm doing something out of anxiety. So I appreciate that. And I think that's definitely, you know, very good advice for anybody on my boat that we're still raising uh, small children. And we feel, I feel such a responsibility, you know, every day when I, when I help them navigate through things, because I know this is going to define who they're going to become later on. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of self-love and acceptance and forgiveness for parents, too, because none of us are perfect. We make so many mistakes as parents. Just know that it's just like it's universal. Yes. <laughs> they're going to be OK as long as not do alone. more of the good than the bad. They're going to be OK. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Sharon, anything else that you want to share? We've spoken about so much and I'm sure that we could keep talking for, for hours. But is there anything you're excited about, you're working on and what? What what looks up? What are you dreaming about these days? So I uh, let's see what I'm working on is 
you know, I have this most amazing process for helping people build their dreams and bring them into reality. And that is probably the thing that I have the most fun with. I'm also doing a women's retreat in Maui coming up, which I'm oh. super excited about in January. But yeah, I love that sounds fantastic. on these calls. <laughs> I call them clarity calls because we actually stop and they're individualized um, for each human being. And they're, they're literally like, what are, what is it? And I have this process where I talk to people about doing what they love because see so many of us compromise when it comes to our work. And it's like, well, I've just got to do this for the money. And I'm like, no, you were given a gift and a dream when you were born. It was placed on your heart. And we have an ever green growing edge that is constantly the divine seeking to be expressed in a bigger and bigger way that's on your heart. And so we notice it from our longings, things we don't we want to have and things that we're discontent with. So I think that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Just help people through that process. And I love that you mentioned that because I've heard some, that's probably the thing I hear the most is, well, yeah, I, I have to pay the bills. I cannot for, go and do this. And, and, and these people that get into that corner, because to me, it's a corner where I cannot do it because I have to pay the bills. And it's a comfy, it's a true statement because you do have to pay your bills, but it's also a very comfy a safe place to be where where you are almost like uh, justifying the fact that you don't want to jump and pursue that dream. Yeah, it's scary for people, but greatness comes from moving outside of your comfort zone. I love Even that. though it's like, I, you know, they would rather stay in something that is not good just to not do something new and take a risk. And yet all greatness comes from taking a risk and stepping outside of your comfort zone. And once you do it, it's fun, isn't it? Oh like my once gosh. you step oh, out, I it's like, oh my life. life. Right? Yeah, I love <laughs> I love my life. I'm so grateful I'm that person. But it, I learned a process. I'm not some great, you know, gal. I learned some a process of how to continue to take those risks and to how tell fear to get in the back seat of the car while I'm driving forward. Because as long as you're moving forward. Fear will always be with you. It's actually a good sign that you're on the right track. <laughs> Correct. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think I read in some of your research about that you also are big on how to befriend fear. And I think that's yes. a, such an important point that if you learn to cohabitate with fear and say, it's understandable, you know, this is new, you're going to feel, you know, uh, not at ease, but it's it's part of the process. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And it Better. can be. And people, their whole life will change when they befriend their fear. <laughs> well, this is great. Uh, this has been fantastic, Sharon. I definitely will share all your info so that can people reach out if they want to explore those dreams and how to step out of their comfort zone and make some magic happen. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. You Thanks. are just wonderful. You're just glowing. You're just a beautiful, beautiful hearted person. Thanks. So thank you so much for thank having me Thank you so here much, today. Sharon. And I know I, know, I normally end the interview with share with me any other thing that makes you tick, but you share you're going to be a grandma. That to me that sounds like... That makes me tick, let me tell you. <laughs> I know. I just saw it and I say I'm, I want to end on that note because uh, that's uh, celebrating new life and, 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 you know, there's nothing more exciting than that. It is. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Sharon. Until the next time, thank you everybody for listening and until a new episode of Back to Basics. 
You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.